At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord. Link in the description and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tears start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up-to-date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riftway Podcast. Good evening, Rifters! This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e d podcast where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules to enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Remy, Dungeon Master and a player on the Riftwake Podcast. I'm Mitch, a player on Riftwake, and I'm currently eating hummus. <laughs> you are! And today's topic is Wear Guild. Mitch, do you know what Wear Guild means, or what it is? You know, we've had this conversation before, and much like last time, I know I knew, but I don't remember. <laughs> Alright, well, how's your etymology? Breaking it, it into its... It's like a bounty thing, words. isn't it? Well, wear oh, yeah. and guild. So you know the word werewolf. What does mm -hmm. that mean? What is the etymology of the word werewolf? I don't know. Something to do with shapeshifting? Okay. Not exactly. So the prefix were actually just means man. So a werewolf is just a man wolf. And, yeah. you know, so were bear, were tiger, all these other things are just a man who, you know, a person who can shift into that creature. So, where guild... Is a so, man guild. <laughs> so, guild, Shifts as into in a gilded, as in money. So, technically, it could be argued to basically mean man money, or man price, or blood money. So, that is really what it means. It is a form of literal blood money, where an amount of currency is directly given as a fine or for damages or for an actual debt. So historically speaking, it was most used for the sake of, like, someone has been killed, so the punishment is where guild owed to the family of the victim. And this is something that actually has been 
through a lot of cultures through history has been a topic of some dispute. Like it has actually been codified in certain places. It just like, I think it was in the Holy Roman Empire. They actually had like actual like chart breakdowns available to show like, if you kill this person, this is how much you owe for their death. But then at the same time, there are actually quite a number of cultures that are very much against that. So actually, you know, for myself, Judaism, uh, there's actually an interesting quote in Wiki about this. So as a person's life is considered as being the property of God, Judaism forbids the taking of blood money for the life of a murdered victim. So this is something that historically is disputed, historically has happened. Which means that this is absolutely something that can be used in a D&D world. So we have talked a lot about bounties in the past, did a full episode on the topic, in fact. But can you tell me what the difference is between a bounty and where guild? Yeah, this is like life insurance pretty much, isn't it? Not exactly. So a bounty is usually a more like legal, formalized thing. This is just like, you fucked up, and if you don't pay this ware guild to just kind of morally balance the scales, then you are fucked. And that's one of the things that I like about this, is that it is looser and less formalized than any full kind of bounty system. So this is the kind of thing that can be enforced by individuals. This can be enforced by like a small village that may not have the kind of infrastructure to have like a bounty guild or any type of actual infrastructure. So this is the kind of thing where like, let's say you have a party of adventurers in a small town and they just for adventurer reasons, AKA murder hobos, just kill the mayor of the town. And the town itself is kind of thrown into the chaos by this, because let's say this was actually the rare good D and D mayor who actually did help keep the city running efficiently, or the village, excuse me. So there's nothing that they can do about it because adventurers can just slaughter villagers. But what they could do is to put, you know, a unofficial bounty. So put in a request for Ware Guild on the adventuring party. And this makes it a fantastically flexible thing that a DM might be able to use as a system of consequences for adventure party murder hobos. So if you do have that classic party that does just go around killing a lot of people, killing the noble who just kind of annoys them, then yeah, Ware Guild would be a very easy way to just deal with consequences for the party in question. So, okay, going back to the mayor example from a moment ago, okay, the party has killed them and then they just leave then the rest of the village like knows that they are in serious trouble and just want a form of just comeuppance for the adventurers so they can just band together all of their resources and then just kind of make it known as traders and such come and go that like this person has been killed unjustly and these are the individuals responsible and that it is a, you know, 
a reward for the individual who does bring them to justice. So unlike a bounty system where it's usually just a couple of individuals, think how crazy shit can get if it is just known that this is a kind of, for lack of a better phrase, open bounty, where it is anyone who does get word of this knows that if you do either just kill people and bring them to justice, like that there is this money available. But that's more the bounty side. Can you tell me what makes the idea of a wear guild different from a bounty? Like if a rich person kills a peasant, they can just pay money to not be in trouble? Correct. And tell me, from the like standards of living, where do adventurers often rank up in terms of wealth? Um, I mean, in my experience, fairly well. Yeah, it is not at all uncommon for adventurers to accumulate rather significant amounts of wealth because magic items, potions, that shit's expensive. So it is very common for adventurers to attain rather significant quantities of wealth. So this is, again, so this is where Ware Guild will differ because the idea of Ware Guild, in contrast to a bounty, is the idea of paying off your crimes. So can you think of a classic modern video game that basically does make use of Wear Guild? Skyrim. Correct! You have committed crimes against Skyrim and her peoples. And then it gives you the option. Pay fine, or go to jail, or fight. And that is literally Wear Guild. It is. You have killed person you have killed shopkeep you have killed you know yarl you know whatever the case may be you have killed someone and then based on their rank or their station in life you have x amount of fine that is offered or not offered but required to pay off to remain a citizen in good standing well mostly so with that in mind can you think of how this might also just apply in a D&D world? I mean, doesn't it normally just get applied mostly to the noble class? And like, you kill their peasants, and they're like, hey, that was my peasant. And then you pay them off, so they stay richer, and the peasants stay peasants? Pretty much, yeah. But can you tell me this? When you have an adventuring party... How often do they face any form of consequence for their actions? Pretty rarely. And with that in mind, what is one of the best ways to emotionally hurt D&D players? Kill their favorite NPC. I mean, that's one, but not the relevant one for this topic. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Take their stuff. (laughs) Adventurers love getting treasure and just finding shit and buying stuff that, like, most players love the accumulation of wealth for their characters. I mean, there's a lot of players that make their characters' goal be the accumulation of wealth for, you know, some reason. The why doesn't even really matter. But if you do use a wear guild system for the times where you have murder-friendly parties, then that hits them right where it hurts the most, in the pocketbook. So then you have a canonical way in your world to kind of discourage that kind of thing. Because then you can have the situation of, I really hate this person, but like I've lived in this city long enough, or I've just been around long enough that I know if I killed them, you know, that would be like a 5,000 gold wear guild. And do I really hate them 5,000 gold? Or do I just let that smug prick walk away? Like, that can be used by a dungeon master to create some kind of interesting encounters. So to use that just that sort of Damocles just hanging over their neck as that just reminder that, yeah, like I have the power to kill damn near everyone around me, but there are more of them than there are of me, and there are legal consequences if I were to do like my first response. And then there's also the type of situation of, let's say that you do, like, okay, I'll lean into the stereotype here. Let's say you have a barbarian in the party. And the barbarian just doesn't really care about the idea of money. They just know, I really hate this smug prick. I'm going to cut their head from their shoulders. And then they do. Well, shit. Now you have a party that might be, like, let's just say they're level three or four, just relatively low level, but still much more powerful than a commoner. So then they suddenly owe 5,000 gold to this place that they very much do not have. So as a dungeon master, there is a lot that can be done with that type of situation. So you could very easily have the kind of Skyrim angle of, okay, you can't pay the fine. Do you just have your players go to jail for some amount of time? Do you try to fight your way out of the situation? And then just avoid that town forever? Or do you just try coming up with some other way out of the situation? There is a lot of angles that can be taken for that situation. Or get strong enough to raise the town. But yeah, or you might, you very well might just decide the to flee. The true murder hobo method. Struck. 
<laughs> You're not wrong. But again, if you are a very murder-friendly party, then you might actually like have a copy of the map where you just have various cities crossed off of like, all right, can't go to that one, can't go back to that one, can't go back to that one. Ooh, we're almost strong enough to go deal with that one because that only had like 50 commoners in that little village. So, hmm. Hey, wait, you can cast Fireball now, right? Yeah, yeah, I can. Excellent. Back to that place! And then you just put a nice red X on the map after that one. Like, there is... <laughs> you can't just really lean into the murder side of things. But yeah, then... uh, when I used to play Fable, oh, how, Fable. I, how I would buy houses I was I would kill everyone in town and then buy all the property. Of course, like you do in that game. Yeah. And then you just have those sweet, sweet horns. Yeah. With the flies flowing around it. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not cool. fond of the flies, but yeah, it was a cool... Man, Fable is an awesome game. But like You, really you, you slap that. on a bunch of the tattoos and stuff. Uh-huh. The good guy side never looked cool, but man, the evil know. guy. Fucking butterflies. Uh, <laughs> man, I want to play Fable again. It's been a while. Hmm. Actually, that's an idea. That might even be an episode at some point of just like incorporating interesting things from other games. All right, anyway. Uh, where was I? Ah, yes. Okay, so you kill someone, you owe Wear Guild. Again, there's the classic options from Skyrim that I talked about, but then there's other angles that you can take in a D&D world that doesn't have video game ABC limitations. So you could use that as a situation where maybe you're forced to work for, you know, the town itself, and then you are kind of press-ganged into being like the protectors of an area. So then you have all kinds of just local missions that you need to deal with. Or you're press-ganged into a guild, you know, that was, you know, you killed the leader of, and now you're forced to work for them until you've paid off your debt. Like, there are a number of ways that a DM can make use of this. And hell, this is the kind of thing where even players might just make a suggestion that you as a DM haven't thought of that could also just be a cool way to go about that situation. Because if you do have a party that is just deeply in debt like that creates impetus like that creates a need to do something and you may or may not have a time limit like maybe you make the decision that in your world you have one year to collect where guild or else dot 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 question mark and exactly what that means again varies based on whatever the hell you need for your world like maybe it just is if you fail to pay a wear guild in X place, that you are outlawed in that civilization. So that might be that you are literally not afforded the right to live in that place so that everyone will try to kill you. Like you are not afforded the basic rights of life. So everyone in that entire kingdom which may be the village it may be the city that owns it it may be the entire fucking kingdom regardless of how small the place was where you had the initial incident happen so you might get banned from a kingdom on penalty of death if you were to fail to pay this owed wear guild so do you see what i'm saying about the possible flexibility of this Mitch is eating hummus. Anyway. (laughs) I I was also trying to find the mouse. Okay. It's a problem with multiple monitors. Uh, (laughs) But 
Again, there is no limit to the options that a DM might make use of. So let's say that it is just that high bounty, but there is the other side of what if it isn't a lot? Like, what if it is just a commoner is considered to only be worth 50 gold in some location in your world? That can have not so great repercussions as well. Because to a commoner, 50 gold is a rather significant amount of money. To an adventurer, that's a single potion of healing. So if you do have just some smug prick, or you do just have some asshole in a bar somewhere, your party may well decide, worth it, stab. And it's kind of interesting to just see how that might affect a person. because. Part of the reason that a lot of people don't just run around murdering the people they dislike is because we do have consequences, and just the way that our world has developed over time is just the fact that we have taught the message, killing is bad. If you're in a D&D world where the line that you are taught from childhood isn't that murder is bad, but just that don't murder if you can't afford the fine. That is a different morality that that individual has grown up with and will have in their adventuring life. So if you do have that just in their mind, then literally life has a numerical value to it. And that is always going to be in the back of that individual's head. And honestly, that can make for a kind of interesting story to me. Imagine if you do have a PC that grew up in a place where they have Weregild, and then maybe they're traveling to a place where there is not that. Or they're traveling in a party where other individuals didn't grow up with that kind of system. And then you can have that kind of conflicting morality of just the value of life. Like, there is interesting story to be had there. And I think that that really just can make for a lot of interesting storytelling, whether it is just the angle of, okay, I have committed this crime against Skyrim and her people and need to pay off this fine, whether it is the different clashes of morality that come, whether it is the lengths that a party might have to go to to pay off an old, an owed amount of money, where guild really is something worth thinking about to introduce in a D&D world. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to a monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on Riffs and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Podcast, on Facebook as Riffwake, and you can send us an email riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffs, A-N-D, rules at gmail.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food and not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.